Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I have to stop for just a moment even before I start, and I just want to speak for just a minute or two straight from my heart uh, on a topic that is uh, prevalent in the news these days, and of course I'm referring to the the tragedy uh, and the absolute senseless killing of George Floyd. And seeing this hopefully stirs each and every one of you who are watching here today with a um, a sense of great injustice uh, and, uh, and, a, and a desire for justice. And to see this happen and to see what happened here uh, is, is absolutely devastating. It should be devastating to us all. And uh, we stand with our minority, our African-American brothers and sisters. It's interesting, over the civil rights movement, oftentimes the Jewish people and the African-American community would stand locked arm in arm. And we're standing locked arm in arm with you right now regarding what has gone on and what continues to go on and the injustice that is in the world. It's so interesting because our community share uh, a joint legacy of, of persecution, sadly and suffering uh, at the hands of others. And, and so uh, my heart breaks when, when, when I see what we saw and other things that we've seen. And in, 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 even in our country, in our time, sadly, this is not 50, 100 years ago. This is now. Uh, and uh, and I'd, I would encourage everybody, don't be distracted by the different things that you see going on, by a fringe minority, whether it be looting or things like that. That's a distraction to stay focused on the point here of this injustice, this, this racial injustice. Uh, and, and what happened to this man was, was nothing short of a national tragedy. And the fact that this happens in America is, is shameful. Uh, and, and, that, and that goes for, for all of us. And we as a Jewish people especially have to stand up when we see this stuff uh, because we know what it's like to be discriminated against. We know what it's like to be persecuted. And, uh, and we have to stand up and say this isn't right and, and this cannot continue. And as Pastor Niemöller taught us most famously, we must speak up while there's still left for people to speak up. We have to speak up. And just like we're vocal uh, against anti-Semitism, as, as rightly we should be. But there's a similar spirit that, 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 that is a divisive, angry spirit 
that is that is really related to anti-Semitism. And this it's this racial uh, anti-black and brown attitude out there, and and it's and it's a real tragedy. So I really uh, just am calling everybody to be in prayer and and not be to be afraid to stand up for what's right and to stand up for justice and for justice for the for people who are oppressed or who are minorities or for people who. Uh, don't have the voice. We need to stand. Don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. We we can't. Uh, otherwise, it's complicit. Uh, and so, I, I just really wanted to to ask you to pray uh, in this regard. This is something that is important to me. Is important to us as a congregation. And I hope it's important to you as well. Why? Because we love. And and I know what Yeshua would want. He would want for us to love. Uh, and so join with me in prayer even now. Avinu Shabbat my Father in heaven. God, I, I pray for our country. Our country is so, uh, it's so, so difficult and divided right now. And, um, and I, I pray, God, for our brothers and sisters in, in the minority and in the African-American community especially who have to deal with uh, systemic racism uh, in so many different areas of life. God, I pray, yes, great progress has been made, but Lord, I know great progress still needs to be made. And so, God, I'm, I'm praying for that. I'm praying for people who will be, will be willing to boldly speak out uh, and to say what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And, uh, and, and so, Lord, I pray for, for, my, for my brothers and sisters in the African-American community. I pray for healing for them. Uh, God, I pray for justice for them. Uh, and I thank you for them. And I thank you for the minority uh, members we have even within our own congregation. Uh, Lord Bethel is so blessed to have a huge amount of, of people Jewish by birth, uh, also a large number of people non-Jewish by birth, and, and a percentage of those who come from the uh, African-American community and who've pitched their tent in with the Jewish people, which is amazing. It's, it's like a minority with a minority together, linking arms. It's beautiful. So I, I pray for all of them, and I, I pray, Lord, for our country, God. I pray for a sense of unity. Uh, I, I pray for peace. I pray, pray for shalom. Um, but, I, but I pray for us to look at each other uh, colorblind with the love that you have for each person. Truly, as the, as the children's song says, red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in your sight. Uh, and so, God, I, I thank you for, for this and for our wonderful congregation. Uh, and I ask these things, and for the family of George Floyd in particular also, please comfort them that mourn and any others that have been killed, uh, all the others that have been killed needlessly. In Yeshua's name, amen. It's interesting because I was looking back this week. This is a tough time for our country. I was looking back this week on my first message of 2020. And the title of my message, first message of 2020, the title of the message was Right Foot. <laughs> right Foot. And my point was that we needed to start off 2020 on the right foot. And I even mentioned specifically that I hoped, <laughs> and I said this, it's recorded. I said, I hope this new decade doesn't bring us another depression. <laughs> Yikes. Whoa. But wow, I tell you, even I couldn't have known how dramatically important it would be to be focused on God in 2020, to be focused on Him. Wow, I started off this year saying we need to be focused, get the year off on the right foot. 
because we need to focus on God. But man, even I didn't know how much that focus would be needed given what this year would bring. Because let's be honest about it. 2020 has been an exceptionally hard year. My kids were commenting about it uh, just yesterday. They, they were saying, my God, 2020, man, this has been brutal year altogether for our country and for everybody. I mean, COVID-19 has killed over 100,000 Americans and is still a threat. We haven't been able to meet in person to worship on Shabbat in nearly three months now, and it's continuing. We've been limited as a community and people uh, communing with our friends and our loved ones. I've not physically been able to see my dad for almost three months. The economy went from being the best ever to one of the worst ever. From 3% unemployment to probably around 20% unemployment. That's brutal and leads to untold poverty, crime, future health issues. And now the senseless murder of George Floyd, which has rightly incensed a nation, but has also caused an extreme backlash that's further divided our country. My gosh, y'all, it's barely June. We're not even at the halfway mark yet of the year. Are you kidding me? Well, here is what our response to all that stuff needs to be. Here's what our response needs to be. Which is literally from Lamentations 5.21, which says, Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Friends, that's what we need. That's what we need in this country. Part of the Ketuvim Lamentations, from where that beautiful blessing comes from, is the prophet Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah's lament over the destruction of Jerusalem and the judgment of God upon the Jewish people. But yet in difficult times, Jeremiah provides us with a roadmap. He provides us with a roadmap to follow during difficult times. Because Jeremiah, his lament, lamentations, is he lamenting over the destruction of Jerusalem because of our people's intransigence. And he provides a roadmap back to God. And what does he say? He says, return to God. He says to cry out to God, to fall upon his mercy, and, for, and to ask for him to renew us and to restore us. This is what we need on the inside, friends. There are difficult times that come. Difficult times do come. We can't be oblivious to that, my friends. Sometimes it's our own fault. Sometimes it's our own fault that difficult times come. 
But sometimes it's not our fault. And yet difficult times come. But regardless, we have to respond to hard times with a steely resolve to turn even more toward the Lord. In difficult times such as this, we have to have strength to turn to God. Hashivenu means turn us back, restore us. It means restore us in a spiritual sense. The root to the word Hashivenu is found in Scripture over a thousand times. But the exact tense and spelling that's found in Lamentations chapter 5 and is part of our chant during our liturgy, which is so beautiful, the exact tense and spelling is found only four times, one of which in Lamentations, which I chanted just a moment ago, the other three all in Psalm chapter 80. Psalm chapter 80, verse 7 says this. The psalmist says this. He says, restore us, hashivenu, restore us, God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. In this psalm, clearly Israel was likewise going through a trial. It's interesting to me that hashivenu is yet again in Scripture brought up during a national trial, a most difficult season. How do you know that? If you take a look at the entire Psalm, chapter 80, it will become clear to you that this was during a very hard time in the nation of Israel. Listen to this. The psalmist Asaph in the psalm says that God has fed, had fed Israel with the bread of tears and that her enemies mock her. That's the season that Israel was in when he also, three times in that psalm, said and sang, Hashivenu, restore us. This needs to be our prayer. This is part of the pattern that Yermiahu, Jeremiah the prophet, the, the, the path, the pattern that he points to for us as a nation and for Israel as a nation when they're going through the height of trial. We need to ask God, restore us, restore us, turn us to you. What happened when Melech David, when King David sinned against God? King David was a man after God's own heart, but he was not perfect. He was a man, much like you and I are a human. And, uh, and King David, when he sinned, when he repented to the Lord, which is one of the, to me one of the most beautiful parts of all of Scripture in Psalm chapter 51, what's part of what he says starting in verse 10, because he repented and he turned to God when he sinned. He said this, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. As a side note, my Jewish brother or sister, there's the Holy Spirit. People think the Holy Spirit, what is this multiple gods that the Christians worship? No, you got to look at the Hebrew Scriptures. The Holy Spirit is specifically identified right here in the Psalms. So King David says, 
Please do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore, there's that word, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Restore unto me. Other translation says, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Thank you, O Lord God. That's what we need is we need a restoration. This country needs a restoration, y'all. We need a restoration in our lives, whether it's your fault or whether it's not your fault. If it is, though, we need to be looking within because there's a theme in Scripture that when hard times come, we need to cry out to the Lord to save and restore us. This is part of what we need to be doing. It's part of our, our, our call when, when hard times come to our nations. we got to cry out and call out to God, restore us. When Melech Shlomo, King Solomon, built and dedicated the temple, he prayed to the Lord. And what did he say when King Solomon prayed to the Lord? He said something very interesting in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, starting in verse 28. He says this. This is part of his prayer when he was dedicating the temple, as in the temple, the first temple, Solomon's temple. He said this, when famine or plague comes to the land or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, or when enemies besiege them in any of their cities, whatever the disaster or disease may come, whatever disease may come. And when a prayer of plea is made by anyone among your people Israel, being aware of their, being aware of their afflictions and pains and spreading out their hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive and deal with everyone according to all they do, since you know their hearts, for you alone know the human heart, so that they will fear you and walk in obedience to you all the time they live in the land you gave our ancestors. Wow. Man, th this is a this is a prescription for 2020. This isn't something for a long time ago, although it was. But this is a prescription for 2020. This is a prescription for today. This is a prescription for this Shabbat. It's absolutely amazing. King Solomon was a good speaker. It runs in the genes, I'm telling you. Grandpa, Saba, Saba Shlomo. Saba, King Solomon, man, grandpa, he was a great speaker. People, some of the young people may ask if I knew King Solomon personally since he was a relative, but uh, no, I, I didn't know him personally. But he was a great speaker and a great prayer warrior, clearly. And, uh, but, you know, but, but don't put your head in the sand. If you are not feeling the difficulty that is fairly suddenly upon our nation in these last months, then you are not aware enough. Yes, we push through. Yes, we should be strong. Yes, we should not let the circumstances dictate everything that we do. And yes, we should have a positive attitude. But at the same time, don't miss the most important part of the puzzle. Because we have to, as King Solomon said, make a prayer a plea to heaven expressing our affliction and pain. 
And, and it says, with God, though, dealing with us according to what is in our hearts, personally, personally, what is in our own hearts, how God will deal with this, even when we express this pain and he looks towards us, beloved, we can't look to ourselves to get through this. We can't look to ourselves and our own strengths and abilities. Well, I have a Georgia Tech and an Emory degree and Gosh, I was trained in rabbinic school and I spent time in Israel. We can't be looking to ourselves and our own accolades. No, 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 we can't do that right now. Guys, we got to look to the Lord. No matter how great you're doing, no matter how you are, you got to be looking to the Lord right now. Why? Because we're all still sinners. We must look toward God to get us through this. He is well able to do so. You got to remember that. He is able to and willing to do so, but we've got to be willing to examine ourselves to see if we have areas in our own life that need to be changed. Somebody say amen. Amen, I'm assuming you're doing it. That we need to be turned, areas where we need to be restored and renewed so that we will fear God and walk in obedience to Him all the time we live in the land that God gave us. This is right out of uh, the Chronicles, by the way. I, I, I was preaching right out of what Solomon was saying, King Solomon said, and was praying to God. This is what we need to be doing when we cry out to God. And just in the next chapter, a lot of people have been talking about this in the media, and, and it's so true, or, or rather in, in, in the believing community. Uh, just in the next chapter, God tells King Solomon, if my people humble themselves, pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will forgive them and heal their land. And that's very true also. What is our attitude during this trial? What is your attitude during this trial? Are we only pointing fingers? Are we only pointing fingers? No, we don't need to be pointing fingers. My, my dad, Rabbi E, used to say, when you point fingers at somebody, when you're pointing a finger at somebody, you've got to realize that there are actually three fingers pointing right back at you. You see that? I mean, when you're pointing your, your hand right there, you got more pointing at you than are pointing at them. Be careful about pointing fingers. We don't need to be pointing fingers right now. What we need is we need a national and a personal healing. That's what we need right now in our country. You have to understand that when we're under attack in the physical, if we're not careful, we can be more vulnerable in the spiritual as well. And we certainly have been attacked in the, in the physical. You can look back on your life and identify seasons where we've had hard times. And in those hard times, we have choices as to how we respond. Oftentimes, when we're going through it, when we're having difficulty in our lives, oftentimes those are moments of trial where we're under intense persecution and attack from the adversary. When things are going hard, oftentimes the adversary will pile on. And, and, and in those moments where we have a sense of desperation and, and, and frustration sometimes and just bewilderment and, and, and weariness, there are those times where we say, God, are you there? What, what's going on? Well, those are the times where our, our, test, our faith is tested, where we have to cry out to God to say, Lord, restore me, and to look within to see if there's anything that's inside that does not belong. And then to look within, to be honest with ourselves and say, God, please heal me. Please heal me. 
I remember when I was between jobs once uh, early in my career, and it was hard. It's tempting to blame God or to drift further from Him. Don't you think the adversary knows that? If, if you're struggling in any area, even if it's feelings with this isolation and the limitations, and, uh, or if it's a financial thing, the adversary knows that, that, that you're having difficulty. He's looking to pounce. And it can be any situation that causes stress to you that the adversary will try to use for his advantage. I recall a couple of years ago when my wonderful mom of blessed memory, Miss Dottie, went to be with the Lord. And I'll tell you, beloved, and you know I don't talk about it really almost at all when I'm preaching. Beloved, that was a hard time for me. I'm telling you straight out. It was a hard time for me and my family. And I'll be very vulnerable and honest with you and tell you I still struggle with it. On the way over today to the synagogue, I had a moment where I was just struggling with it. Things were coming into my head, you know, and memories and things, lots of questions, and some of which will be unanswerable until we're all with the Lord. And friends, when you're hurting like that, it's easier to turn away from God, to lose our focus on him. And the adversary likes to take advantage of adversity. I want to say it again. The adversary likes to take advantage of adversity. But we simply, but profoundly must turn to Yeshua. We must turn to Yeshua. Restore us. Hashivenu. What does the scripture say in 1 Peter? Kepha, chapter 5, starting in verse 6, we have some instruction that is going to help us in our lives. It says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Right? Thanks, but no angst. I gave that message about a month ago. You can look it up on the YouTube channel if you didn't hear it. It's very important to cast our anxiety upon God. Be alert, but, but, but it continues uh, in verse uh, 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Oh, yes. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory and Messiah after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the, be the power forever and ever. Amen. Yes, my friend, turn to Yeshua. And He will restore you. He will restore you. And He will make you strong. And He will make you firm. And He will make you steadfast. And what does it say? Especially after suffering, if you stand firm in your faith, resisting the devil. You've got to do your part. You've got to stand firm in your faith resolute, resisting the adversary. It doesn't say that he will flee from you. 
unless you resist. You have to resist Him. So my friends, these are trying times that we are in. And in these trying times, don't be dinner for the devil. (laughs) It says that he's seeking whom he may devour like a roaring lion. It says, by the way, that he's like a roaring lion, but he is no lion. He's trying to make himself out to be one. But the true lion is the lion of the tribe of Judah. It's on our YouTube channel. If you take a look at our, at our avatar icon there by our YouTube channel, it's of our lion. It's in our gymnasium. You know it. And, uh, and that lion actually was replicated from ancient Israeli coin. And there's the Yeshua is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is whom that we need to be turning and to and calling out to. Call out on God. Call out on God. He will hear you. Turn to Him. Restore us to You, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Hashivenu. The title of my message is Restore. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.